Welcome to It's Still Happening, the only podcast created to inspire and support women who are the first in their families to break generational patterns, raise the bar, and create the life you desire and deserve through ancestral healing. I'm your host, Ash Johns. I'm an author, guide, and creative. And what I know for sure is we all have generational debris and generational superpowers within us that impact who we are, how we show up, and the quality of our lives. It's my hope that you both clear and connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally flows as a result, and step into your power and leadership as a creational woman modeling what's possible when we heal and grow from our roots. If you've always felt called to walk your own path in life and are ready to create a ripple effect in your world, you're in perfect company. And if you've been desiring to break barriers and know that the past, present, and future are always intertwined, you found this podcast in divine timing. This is your invitation to pull up a chair and get out your notebook as I teach lessons learned and insights emerging from walking my own path of freedom. I hope to inspire you to do the same. Let's get into today's episode. Back with another episode of It's Still Happening podcast. Side note, before we even get into today's episode, I often fantasize or think of what it's like like after this podcast completes with this season and like what's the new name you know because when I thought of the name it's still happening I very much so was thinking about the desire to transform aspects of my life that has been happening over and over and over again in my family down the lineage in the culture and womanhood right in different aspects of life and so it's like oh my god it's still happening like I want this to change and was with that energy And now that time has moved on with this podcast, I've had moments of being like, oh, it's still happening where I'm still seeking love or I'm still seeking truth or I'm still seeking my true self. Like no matter what, I still believe in my intuition. I still believe in the power of my desires and what I really want in life. And so that's still happening. And then there's just been times where I'm like, actually nothing's still happening. (laughs) So much has changed. I've evolved, this world has changed, you guys have changed. And so sometimes I'm thinking about what could the expression of this podcast actually look and feel like in the future. I have no idea. But for now, we're in episode 35. I'm so glad that you are here, whether you are catching clips of this on social media, if you're listening to the actual podcast, thank you so much for listening. The downloads have been awesome. You guys' shares on social media have been awesome. I love when I see you guys sharing the podcast, tagging me in it, sharing your insights of what you've taken away, giving me DMs because you're like, I just need to let you know. I don't want to share it yet because it's still marinating in my life, but I just wanted to tell you thank you. Like All of that means so much to me. And even your reviews and ratings have been so sweet, like so sweet. So if you haven't left one, if you have left one, thank you. And also head on over to do so if this podcast has been speaking to you, which the data says it has. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here and being on this journey with me in your own life, in my life, collectively. This episode, I really, I felt this come through so strongly twice, right? Twice in the last week. Actually, I would say three times. In last episode, I mentioned why I hadn't been talking about ancestors as much or like directly. And so I wanted to dedicate an episode to really kind of dive into that. So that was the first moment. 
Then I had a profound experience with a teacher, mentor, peer, friend of mine, which was so beautiful. And it touched on exactly why my work in ancestral healing and generational pattern breaking and creational living has evolved. And I was like, oh, I gotta share this story. So I wanna share this story with you because it's like massively, like my heart right now, I'm just like, And then some of the ladies inside of Presence in the Process, which is my current seven module program about learning how to live in transition had some very beautiful insights that also again supported this evolutionary expression of the work. And so I was like, oh my God, guys, like the exact same day that I was having this breakthrough moment with my mentor friend, the ladies were sharing the stuff in our community space. And I was like, this is just confirmation this is what we're talking about next week in the podcast. And so I let it marinate in my spirit a little bit. I took some notes. I dreamed about it. I talked with God and spirit and the ancestors about it. And I was like, yeah, it's time to bring it on in. So if you don't have your notebooks ready, I highly suggest that you do. If you're listening to this in transit and you cannot have a notebook, then flag this episode, episode 35, because I know what's gonna come through is gonna take you into a higher level, a deeper aspect of your healing journey. And it's gonna bring forth the words that you need to allow you to understand the landscape you're really navigating as the woman that you are, as the human that you are, as the person that you are, and the call that's on your life. And even in this generation, right, this generation of healers and creators and entrepreneurs and way showers and those of us who, you know, are just not doing things the way that it's been done in generations before, right? It's going to really speak to you. And I want to make sure that you can come back and really let it edify and like materialize into your body. All right. So that's your call to action. Get your notebook flag this, come back to it again and again, because it's that juicy. So let's climb on in here. I'm going to try to make this around my 35, 40 minutes, you know, Mark, but honestly, y'all, it feels strong. This, this might be an hour. (laughs) Buckle in. (laughs) And shout out to my beautiful location. I'm in the lounge aspect of this property and it just feels so great. It's our wine cellar. And so I was like, oh, I want to visit the wine cellar. No one's ever in here. So it just came down. It's plush. It's got even my vibes like you guys on video, whether you're on YouTube or TikTok or whatever. It's got even my brain colors when I came in with the pillows. And I was like, oh, I just love that the decorator did this for me. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> so we're in cool space. I'm not drinking wine. I'm actually in a week long fast slash denial, just kind of clearing out some space, energetic space, and um, getting ready for the second half of 2023. And the moment that I'm recording this, it is June 21st, 2023. And so it's the solstice. So happy solstice to y'all. I'm saying it out into the universe, like in real time. But then when y'all hear this episode, whenever you hear it, I hope your solstice was as beautiful as mine is right now. Hello, lovely. I hope you're enjoying this episode of It's Still Happening podcast. I want to pop in just a short moment to actually share with you that I have an invitation. If listening to this episode so far has helped you realize you need to be in a space to be nourished and nurtured, have fun and play, relax and explore, and essentially open up to the magic that you are and that your life is, 
I want to extend an invitation and invite you to the Elevating Woman Retreat. It is happening this year, 2023, August 31st through September 3rd in beautiful Baja, California, sir, with myself and 14 other amazing women. I believe one of those spots is yours. If you're feeling the burnout of being a mom, or if you feel that you have not nurtured yourself in the way that you most need to step into the life and destiny that you deserve and desire, then this is definitely the place for you. This retreat is designed to call you into your power, let you see yourself differently, shift your identity, and hold you in the highest regard so that you can return to life as a full, whole, powerful, creational woman. Check out the information in the show notes. And if you have questions or want to talk about what this retreat can do for you and what to expect, reach out directly to me. I'd be happy to have a conversation. And whether or not you're ready for the retreat, I know you're probably interested in exploring ancestral healing, accessing and healing the mother wound within your lineage and your life. And you can do that in a guided experience I have already prepared for you inside of my intermediate bundle, Healing Your Ancestral Lineage, Becoming a Generational Pattern Breaker. In it, I guide you through what it's like to access the mothers in your maternal lineage, identify and heal your mother wound, and also start to feel the blessings and support of all the women in your lineage, as I've talked about in this episode. Check out the link to access that bundle at a beautiful price in the show notes. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Okay, so why I'm not directly teaching about ancestors anymore. So first things first is there's no controversy here. There's no what I was teaching before was wrong and now it's right. There's no denying of the ancestors. There's no, there's none of that. Everything that I talked about and said in the past is absolutely still true. We are just evolving the language. We are evolving the presentation. We're evolving the packaging. We're evolving the flavor. It's still a delicious hearty meal that everybody in the world needs, right? Right. So I don't want anyone going there. You know, sometimes when people change, like I'm not doing like a Doreen Virtue who's like all new age and then out of nowhere goes back to Christ consciousness. While I do feel the energy of God and spirit in many different forms coming into my life in new ways, teaser, that does not mean that I am casting down old beliefs. I just feel that the expression of that particular modality is changing in me and it's needed for where we are in the collective. So if your work doesn't evolve with you, even though the roots are the same, the message is the same at the core. Yeah, I would just say the roots, like the piping, the, the bones, the bones are the same. We get to dress this up a little bit differently. So that's number one, because I know there's a lot of people, we all have them when you have a great calling on your life and you're doing some amazing things in the world. There are people who like to watch because they want to pick you apart, even if they consciously know it or not, or want to talk shit. So if you're listening to the podcast or you know people who talk shit or have something, that message is for you, my love. This girl is still, still aligned and vibrant and blessed. So that's number one. And walking her path and her message with confidence. I am. So that's number one. And I, I also want to articulate that and show that for modeling and evidence to you guys. There's so many who are listening who are spiritual entrepreneurs, healers, creative entrepreneurs, coaches, space holders, alchemists, like therapists. I have a, quite a few of you therapists out there who listen to my work and have been clients. And when you go through a pivot, we often shake 
you know, and we'll save some episodes specifically about business because it's been bubbling up and I, I want to guide you guys and give you behind the scenes of what's changing in the business specifically. I know it's going to help you. I know it's going to inspire you. But um, I just want to take this moment to model that and say it because I know that when we see each other in that kind of vulnerability, it gives us more permission to trust our own path. So there you go. But the reason why I am evolving the way that I'm presenting this work more than anything is I think that people have a shallow expression and understanding of ancestors and ancestor healing. And I know some of you out there who are master marketers <laughs> would be like, well, that's the reason why you need to keep doing it, Ash. I'm not here to serve a market per se and to continually shape my life around filling a gap. My number one purpose is to be aligned to my soul and my path in life. And so if there's a moment in my life where I'm filling a gap, a very needed gap, and then I move on, that's okay. I'm filling another gap elsewhere, right? Sometimes we get stuck in our paths in life. God, there's so many, many messages already. I can barely even get into the work. <laughs> But sometimes what makes the stagnation and the stuckness happen in our path and close up our abundance is because we love the space that we were led to on our path and we don't want to keep evolving. We're like, oh, it's so good here and this is needed. So I'm just going to stay here. And that's not necessarily your calling. That's not necessarily an alignment and a best service to you. I know for me, it was not. Um, again, my soul's purpose is the same. The roots are the same, but the way that we get to do it gets to evolve. The form gets to evolve, right? So that's really important to point out because, you know, I had a moment of being like, I barely scratched the surface for ancestral healing. I could stay here for my whole lifetime and just make my work dedicated to this. But that's not the whole thing. It was a piece in the journey. And this is something that's being highlighted in Past the Freedom book of like, there's all these different paths that you cross. It's not meant for you to stay in one. It's meant for them to keep exponentially layering, right? And compound growth. So ancestor work is still here. Business work is still here. Personal development work is still here. Sensuality and sex and body is still here. We just get to put it in a different way. And the last thing I'm gonna say before I actually go to the next point, my God, <laughs> is that I personally, and this is shout out to the people who have very strong leadership calls. I do. I have a very strong leadership call, which means that I go first and pave a path. It might not be fully paved and smooth asphalt and no potholes, but I walked it and you can follow that small trail or wide trail or flower lace trail or breadcrumbs if that's all I left. But like, and I see that. I'll talk more about this later on because I did prepare some notes to try to keep us on track. But like, I see so many people who were clients or who watched me or who got some of my things for free or whatever, they're really taking off in the ancestral space where five years ago, six years ago, no one was talking about ancestors unless you were super into ritual stuff and living off the land and getting with indigeneity. Like no one was bringing that into the mainstream. And so I honor myself for being brave enough to connect the dots in the way that I did and to bring this work into mainstream so other people feel safe to explore it, regardless to race, creed, gender, sexuality, location in the world, ethnicity, you know what I'm saying? So there's that. If you are meant to go first, go first, don't stay in the position, move forward. There's your first teaching. <laughs> so I feel like a lot of people were thinking that ancestral work and ancestral healing was only about research and family trees and veneration and altars. 
which is beautiful. That is that work. Like we love the documentaries about finding your roots and going to the archives and traveling to the lands and reclaiming the language and doing the dance and the garb and the food. Like all of that is beautiful healing work. Don't get me wrong. And so is taking up ancestral ways of living, herbalism and spirituality and religions that are ancestrally rooted and animism. Again, all of that stuff is in my book, Lay of the Lands. If you're new here, you've never heard about it. It's a free ebook, 14 pages long, that gives you a nice little overview of how to explore ancestral healing for yourself. But in addition to this idea of research and family trees and veneration and altars, people were also getting stuck on ancestors and ancestral healing, thinking that it's about you or them, the ancestors doing something for you, or you doing something for them, this like exchange, this just mediumship of communication with them. And I was like, guys, there's so much more than that. And personally, I got a little exhausted with constantly explaining that because to be honest with you, culture is moving at the pace that culture needs to move. Those of us who are leaders and way showers go ahead and then come back and bring some medicine and some teachings. And then we go back out, you know, or we tuck into our little shack on the side of the town, <laughs> tuck away and we only come out to do what we need to do. I don't know, this may be the more traditional way of looking at it because I'm living amongst everybody. But the point is, one person, as mighty as I am, cannot move the consciousness of all of society and culture to change from believing in one thing quickly. It takes a whole lifetime. It takes multiple lifetimes, you know? And the funds, because we could say we could do a whole marketing campaign on this and do a movement, but that's really not my calling, like as I'm talking about this. But the point is, I wasn't interested in like convincing people to evolve from those expressions of ancestral healing, because that's what we need right now in society. And over time, the next couple of years, we're going to see people moving in this practice in different ways. So know that I said it here first. To me, and I will forever say this, Ancestral healing is beyond those things. It's actually and really this experience of healing, this experience of growth, this experience of power, this experience of authority, the experience of reclaiming your true self in your lineage through your life. And by doing so, you get to bring new codes, new experiences, new beliefs, new freedom, new abundance, new love that maybe the people, or not even maybe, that the people in your lineage did not experience or have not experienced for a very long time, if ever. I truly believe those of us who are called to this walk, regardless of your level of leadership, are meant to bring newness into lineage. We decided to come to this earth and into our lineages for that, right? And so my whole reason for offering it was to initiate you into that authority Instead of feeling like you're the black sheep and you're looking for a blueprint or you're chasing other people and trying to make yourself fit in is to say your difference is the medicine, right? Your difference is what your family needed. Your difference is what community in this culture needs. And if we can just initiate you and authorize you and root you into that truth, you will have great waves, whatever they are meant to be in the world and in your life. And so I bring that all the way down to culture level. You know, there's a lot of people who are talking about ancestral healing and decolonization, but yet their experience of being a woman or being queer or being black or being whatever remains fixated in the current expressions of culture. It has not evolved. 
said differently, if you're doing ancestral healing, if you're doing decolonizing work, I'd use bunny ears, not out of disrespect, but like, I just never resonated with it for many reasons. And your viewpoint on the world hasn't changed. You haven't become empowered and more free and more unoppressed, for lack of another word. You're just scratching the surface of this work. I say that in authority and with respect and with honor of the pace and the place that you are at on your path. Not judgment, not criticism, just a fact, you know? So another thing that I saw with the ancestor work is that people were giving away their power. As much as I said, you are the one here to ask the ancestors to do the work, to go and remember, to see the things, to have them tell you things and give you insight, but you give them insight. This like two-way experience is how I guided people in ancestral healing. I still saw people coming to my door session after session over time. Again, they would go and read this stuff on social media or they would whatever, go wherever they're gonna go, get caught up in the current cultural paradigm. And then they would be coming being like, I need a message from my ancestors. And I'm like, you got enough messages from them. Did you actually embody it? They confirm that you are different. Did you go and do what you know you're called to do? And they didn't. Like, don't get me wrong. The words that I'm saying might feel or sound a little twisted. It's such a nuance. It's such an experiential thing that it sounds wild, but it is. It is what it is. And the people who did this work in that way realized it. And they saw the massive changes in their lives and in their relationships, right? I always was trying to guide us to see ourselves as a co-creator with all the things in the world, the ancestors, the gods or God or deities, Orisha, you know, the spirit in everything, the spirit with each other, right? We are co-creating on many different levels with many different people and many different things. And for you to know that your power is a contribution to the experiences of this planet that can affect the past, the present, and the future is massive. It's massive. It's not this coaching mentality of I change my mind and I take action and therefore I am the creator of my life. It is I show up with my energy and I'm being matched and I'm in relationship to everything. Therefore, I can have some impact and I'm going to receive some impact and I'm going to give some love. I'm going to receive some love. I'm going to have some heartbreak. I'm going to breathe some heartbreak. I see this pattern. I'm going to change this pattern, right? I'm going to change this pattern in a way that my ancestors have never seen before. And they're all going to be lit up in my somatics, in my body, in my emotions. But if I stick with it and see it through, we just re-templatize. We just rewove a whole entire narrative in my life and lineage for a totally different legacy, right? I'm going to try to slow down because when we really get into it, I'm like, <laughs> my mom lately has been like, Ash, when you get into it, you go so fast. My brain can't catch it. And I'm like, I know that spirit, like you got to just hit rewind, you know? So the point of ancestral healing is to realize that we have an important role. And I grew tired of people being like, what are my ancestors trying to say to me? <laughs> Can you interpret what they're saying? And I'm like, no, I want to teach you how to interpret it. I want to teach you how to talk to them. I want to teach you how to hold a boundary. I want to teach you how to, you need to do that work. So you're not running to me or running to the ancestors, but you're actually standing in your sovereign power and communicating with all the things in the world, the grass, the trees, the ancestors, the wind, God almighty, like whatever, right? Or people being like, what does this dream mean? Even though I'm an amazing dream interpreter, like, I'm really, I love that stuff, but it's for fun. Like I'm never going to offer sessions of like dream interpretations. Not to say it that way. I just, for me, 
for me, not for other people, for me, it just feels cheesy. Like if I were to offer dream interpretations for 200 bucks an hour, like, I don't know, 300 bucks, 500, and not even about the money. It's just weird. It's just like, ew, I don't know. Anyway, back to the story. So what I want now, and also what I want in the past, and what I want for the future, is to inspire you to step into your own journey of discernment your own journey of activation, your own journey of remembering who you are. And by doing so, you get to remember things in your lineage that serve you. And by doing so, you get to bring new things in your lineage that shake shit up for your good and for their good, right? This is about shifting in your relationship to them. And by them, I mean the ancestors and shifting in your relationship to yourself, and what makes this different than traditional coaching is the fact that we're doing this on multiple layers. We're doing it from the past, we're doing it in the present, we're doing it for your future self, we're doing it with yourself, your ancestors, like with all the energies that can be, right? Sounds overwhelming, it's actually not. It's just what's happening. I'm just explaining what's actually happening. So I was one of the first people to say that ancestral healing is more than ancestral veneration, that it's more than constructing an altar. I think there was only one mini course I did in like 2017 that was like how to construct an ancestor altar. And it was like so cheesy. And like, I think I offer it as like a bonus to something. If you're like 101 brand spanking new, but to be honest with you, I could just delete those videos. I've never been like, let's start with constructing an altar. It doesn't matter. You are the altar. You know, the world is the altar, real talk. It's more than reconnecting to your roots, it's more than reclaiming, it's more than decolonizing, as I said. It's about healing, it's about transmuting, it's about overcoming limiting patterns that have been playing out in your life and lineage. So some of my clients have said, Ash, this is like spiritual therapy. What people are doing in psychology with a therapist, you know, licensed therapist, you do with spirits and with someone's spirit and with someone's higher calling and with someone's dreams and their energies and the way that you can see them for who they are and guide them to see themselves. And I was like, thank you. I know that that's true. This is like spiritual therapy for yourself and your family, right? Living and dead. So it's interesting to me how many women, all right? Last moment of my soapbox here, hang with me y'all. <laughs> it's very interesting to me how many women are drawn to healing work and ancestral healing work and particularly how many of those women are women of color okay they're drawn to this work but then want to continue living in ways of limitation claiming culture claiming history claiming oppression are the reasons why they can't be free or that they're fighting against these things and I just find that when you truly get into ancestral healing work, regardless to your race, because I mean, I'm black, so obviously I'm gonna talk about this from the lens of a black woman, but I also have white women in my family. I actually have mixed heritage with my grandfather. And I've worked with quite a few white women and all the people of the rainbows, okay? So, so we all have our own versions of this when we bring our historical and cultural wounds into this work. But when you actually do the work so deeply, you get freed of that shit. And I know when I say it, that sounds so aspirational and so untrue, but it actually is 100% true. I don't experience microaggressions the way that I did in the past. When I have experienced microaggressions like recently, and I'll give a little example, I was on this like podcast tour situation. A lot of the people that I was partnered with to or pitched to to be on their podcast, like we were not the right match. It was just yucky. 
But in it, it wasn't me feeling like a victim or being like, oh my God, this is still happening in the world. It was more like, wow, I can see where you and your ancestors still are. Like, damn, I'm not gonna let that penetrate and mean anything about me. I'm not gonna get re-inflicted and infiltrated and that let that venom and poison come into my spirit. That's your shit. You can take care of that whenever you want, this lifetime or next, you know? It's just a completely different way of living where the world does not need to change to make me comfortable. I actually am fully safe and very comfortable. And that's, that's true freedom, you know? I believe in the movements that have happened in the past and even most recent past around human rights and race relations and social justice and all of that is fantastic. And something that was revealed to me when I was on my Path to Freedom tour is that every great movement had spiritual warfare and spiritual work and healing first and in conjunction. And what I feel right now in this modernity is that we're so focused on speaking it and doing it. So again, in some ways, operating out of the patriarch or out of the masculine experience of what I say and what I do and forgetting that there's a whole aspect of spiritual transformation and energetic renewal that makes you no longer live in the paradigm of what has been created. Rewind that and hear it back again. Because that's the level of work that I want to be doing here. And that's the level of work that I do. That's the level of work that I want to do with you, right? Is that through your life, we are energetically shifting the experience of your life and of the culture and of the community. And then we back it up with these physical mindset, belief, actions, change behavior stuff. Like all of that supports you. Don't get me wrong. But it's through spirit that we change these energies, right? Transmute them. So I find, again, that there's many people who are doing this work or they're drawn to this work, but they don't want to actually heal the oppression, right? Or the internalized racism or the internalized lack or the fear of abundance or the fear of greatness and all these different expressions, right? And they can be manifested in many different ways. This is just an episode of a podcast, (laughs) y'all. When we crawl into the programs, we get to really get into the nuance here. But like, if you don't want those things to actually change in your life, then you are just chasing a pipeline dream. You know, you are just adding to the noise and feeding the energy, the consciousness of these things that you say you want to get free from without actually being in the freedom. I don't need to fight for freedom. I've done the healing for it and I'm an embodiment of it, right? So people who are preaching ancestral healing, who by the way, happen to be secret clients of mine, who didn't want to leave a review or a testimonial or even misrepresented the work, but that's another time and a place. I'll do an episode about what it's like to be a leader who quote unquote gets their work stolen or has people who have huge platforms, but they don't want to say that they were working with you and that you were their mentor. (laughs) That's a thing y'all side note, but don't be that person. If you work with someone amazing, tell people, leave a testimonial. Like I talk about my mentors all the time and name drop them all the time. Anyway, moving on, just a side note here. They're stuck in loops of fighting oppression instead of actually being free. And that's not me. The only reason I do the healing is to actually be free, to remember that I am inherently and innately free, that I can create whatever I want, right? Thank God the spirit and the ancestors are supporting me to do that, which also means that the ancestors can't always be your source of knowing, which is what we're actually getting into in today's episode, I know. We're literally like 30 minutes in. 
at what point do you actually be free? At what point? That's why the work is evolving because I have done the work and I do feel free and I, I'm creating all kinds of things now, like really. And I truly believe that in this trajectory of a path, there is the self-development and growth, the reconnection to spirituality and consciousness, going deep into the underworld, your shadow work, your inner child, ancestral healing, and then you come out on the back end and that's where the embodiment is. That's where we're moving, y'all. That's where I am. The one thing about freedom is it isn't contingent on another people changing. It just is. I was having a conversation with someone and she was like, I'm about this liberation. And I was like, okay, word, like liberate on sis. Like, love it. No problem. That's your call. That's your serve. That's your path. We all have our different paths. I'm doing mine. You're doing yours. Power to the people. Amen. And, um, she was like, and when they change, then we can all be free. And I was like, no, no, disagree. I am free now, right? I can remove myself from situations. I can choose who I want to be around, but my freedom is innate, right? It doesn't matter what else is going on in the world. Even if I were, I feel like this is a story. Is this Nelson Mandela? Or he was like, even when I was in chains or even when I was in jail, I was still free, right? Spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And then the physical freedom came over time. I'm sure that's in a bunch of stories of the Bible, right? <laughs> Anyway, I don't remember Bible stories like that was so long ago, uh, my childhood. So although history will want to tell you that it is that way, that other people have to change in order for you to be free, it's not the case, which is, again, the evolution of the ancestral work. There's some ancestors who did not want to release things. They didn't want to transmute their traumas. And so are we going to stay letting that energy run through our systems, come up in our soma and our psyches? No. There's an actual aspect of the healing work with the ancestors that that ancestor is moved into a different container. They are separated from the energy body of your lineage so that they can stop contaminating with what you guys are healing and moving forward, right? So we all have spiritual, energetic, and powerful freedom. Freedom. You just are. You just can. And by doing the work, we realize that. By doing the work, we come back to our true selves. By doing the work, we give ourselves permission to be who we were always meant to be and come back to the expression of our childhood in adult form, right? So let's get back to the final points of this episode because like we're out there. This is so delicious. I told you guys, I told you, you can't say I didn't warn you, all right? We might need to transcribe this one for sure. <laughs> there is such a fixation on connecting with and speaking to and healing the ancestors that we fail to see and step into our own power, our own purpose, our own role, our own expression, and our own embodiment of the freedom. And so the role of being a pattern breaker is not about constantly trying to break a pattern. It's actually breaking the pattern to create, breaking the pattern to be free, breaking the pattern to go forth, breaking the pattern to see things differently, breaking the pattern to have access, right? So I had to change this fixation on just breaking patterns. Like, what are we breaking it for? <laughs> and we do that by how we show up in the world as opposed to doing the healing on behalf of the ancestors forever and ever and ever and ever. Is the work ever done? No. Do we need to stay fixated? Going back to the beginning of this episode, do we stay fixated on this point? No, we do the work and we go forth. When it comes up again, because life is a spiral, then we deal with it again, right? Slightly different wound, slightly different expression, so on and so forth. So to summarize this, I'm done doing. I just am it. 
I'm done doing the healing. I just am healing. I just am love, right? I am the aftermath of doing the work. May my life forever and ever be an example of ongoing living and being and creating. May my life forever be an ongoing example of what's possible. May yours be too, okay? In other words, I truly feel I can draw a line in the sand and say that I crossed over, that I have transmuted what needed to be transmuted, and I now get to live it as to the best of my ability with all my power and all the grace of the almighty gods <laughs> to enjoy it. So there is nuance to the process and the journey, obviously, along the way. Do I still have some tears and some cries and have some moments? Of course, which I want to share one of them with you guys before we actually end this episode. But by being brave, by being discerning, by believing in my own sovereignty, a.k.a. my role and my authority, I can choose to be different than the things that didn't serve me or my lineage any longer. I can be it. How do I do that? Because I'm discerning what my ancestors are saying. I'm not just listening to what they're saying and doing it, right? I'm believing in my own agency. I'm believing in the reason why I came in my lineage. That's going to be different than what the ancestors understand. Why? Because I'm the first to bring it back. I'm the first to bring it ever. So we have to be acutely aware of what our ancestors are saying, their words, their warnings, and their ways, and to be intimately connected to our own desires and our own calling because there's an overlap of them. Sometimes the ancestors are advising in ways that deeply support the evolution of the lineage in your life. Sometimes they're talking off of the ways of culture, the ways of what has worked, the ways to keep you safe, right? And if you don't have that discernment and if you're not intimate with your calling, your heart, your desires, your power, your authority, you will slip into the protection of your ancestors, which are limiting instead of the expansion of your calling for your life and lineage and the freedom you're here to bring forth, right? So I'll give you an example of this. I was on a call with a mentor, Jillian, and uh, shout out to her. Like, uh, she's a mentor who came out of nowhere, honestly. I really wasn't expecting it at all. Even though I will tell y'all, Ifa had an Ifa divination back in like pre-pandemic, like right before the pandemic. And they talked all about moving into this feminism world and not, not like feminist, but like reclaiming divine feminine, understanding the feminine and God, understanding higher principles of energetics and like all of these things. And I was like, all right, we'll see how that goes. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> and it has been. So I was in a call with her talking about some things and I really don't get on many calls with her. I think we've had two, even though we've known each other and, you know. And in this moment, I was describing to her about some things happening in my relationship. And she was like, actually, before she even said anything, I described, oof, I wish I had the actual audio, what I was experiencing. Because what I was experiencing was a sandwich experience of an old version of myself dying off. And it was a three-way sandwich, not just two slices. <laughs> so one slice is my old self dying off. Another slice was what my ancestors were saying to deal with, how they would deal with it, how, how they see me, what they want me to do. And the third was what my fiance was asking me to do. And all three of these sandwich slices were old ways of being, old paradigm, old fear, old wounds, old ways of existing. None of them were serving me. And I was just crying because that fourth opportunity, that fourth area was all about 
my evolution, the new information that I was choosing with blind eyes in the unknown, in the dark space to go towards. And even though I could articulate, I don't want old me would run away. Ancestors saying work through it in this way, which evidence shows it does not work. Even though they're looking at the potential, it doesn't work. It depletes the women. It puts them into martyrdom. It makes them angry. It makes them depleted, like all these things. And what my fiance was asking was off of his wounds. Shout out to him and his ways of illuminating this for me by being in my life. And I was just crying, being like, okay, I, I'm, I'm well-versed in like knocking out old Ash and her like childhood wounds and all like that, we're done. I gave her what she needed. We're not going in that direction. And I'm, I've learned how to, and I'm still walking in the ministry of honoring the masculine and the male in my life and my fiance and how to deal with him and work with him and talk with him and be present with him and be guided by him and partner with him and all these things. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's like new territory in these levels, but I feel, I feel what's happening here. I have a grasp. I'm present. I'm present in that process, okay? <laughs> Not to shout out the program, but seriously, present in that process. But what was really getting me was the ancestral piece. You know why? Because we tend to trust ancestors, family members, our girlfriends, people we're intimate and close with who we love. We trust them more than we even trust our own selves. And my higher own self, who was emergent and coming out of me, was saying, no, there is a fourth way. And that fourth way is going to bring you to your knees, but it's going to bring everybody higher, everybody involved. And I was sandwiched. Those were the strongest sandwich pieces was between the ancestors and my new evolving self. And in that moment, if I listened to my ancestors, I would have been efforting to make the relationship be a certain way. I would have been focusing on promises and potential, my power to manipulate and collaborate with effort in a way that would deplete me. Instead, I decided to bravely do the opposite and it's benefited me and my fiance and myself and my lineage and my lifestyle massively. I'm not gonna tell you the exact thing. That's for the ladies inside of Presence in the Process. If you feel called and this is ministering to you and really connecting with you, sign up for the program, okay? And you'll get the full story about what I'm talking about. But sometimes we can feel alone in our ancestors because they're quiet or they don't understand or they're trying to get you to do something that would be safe, that would help you survive, that makes sense. But they don't understand that what you're here to bring forth is something they've never were able to do. It wasn't a calling on their life to bring that experience into the lineage. So they're advising you based on old information, old news. It can help you. It might soothe you. It might feel good it might make logical sense but if you're truly here to bring something new some of the information some of the codes some of the experiences they're not going to get it and that's again why the discernment right why the discernment in yourself why the bravery why your sovereignty is a non-negotiable if you are here to be a creational woman if you are truly here to do ancestral healing work it's not about just connecting with the ancestors and hear what they have to say and doing what they do you just keep repeating the same patterns. You'll keep living the same things and thinking that it's going to be better or getting their advice for a quick fix. So a quality of your life gets better. Sure, you get some money or you get the man, but like the real healing hasn't actually happened. You hear me? So there's been a lot of times where I did not feel my ancestors or I didn't feel spirit present because I was going into new territories that they've never gone. And that's the moment where I've been brought back to 
spirits that have helped me down through the years, my water spirits, the land spirits, right? My dragon spirits. I'm getting very spiritual and woo-woo with y'all right now, but you know, to God Almighty, you know, to my higher spirit, where I'm like, okay, this time of ancestors acutely being present in my life has pause. I am now the teacher bringing something to them as opposed to them bringing old things that have been lost, wisdoms that did serve me to me. The tables have turned. So this is the reason why I say ancestral healing is an experience. It is a reciprocal two-way street when you're truly healing in your lineage, through your life, for your legacy. It's hard for me to like not say the whole thing. <laughs> so I feel comforted in those moments of great change, which by the way, I'm just coming out of still in, right? And I didn't feel my ancestors the way that I did and ways that they supported me, guide me, gave me wisdom. I felt comforted in my freedom and in my power and in my alignment to and with God, with my highest calling, with my role in my family and in my soul. So when ancestral healing is a burden, it's time to level up in your power. I'll say it again. When you feel that what you're doing in your life that is breaking patterns and leveling up, that is healing ancestral patterns, right? And expressions and beliefs. When it feels like it's a burden, like a burden, not that it's challenging, not that it makes you teary-eyed, maybe you have to grieve, but I'm saying it's a burden, like, fuck, I don't wanna do this shit. It's time to level up in your power. And you wanna level up in your power so that you can embody and be the freedom you wanna bring into your lineage. Not just fight, not just talk, not just tussle with wanting freedom. Because anytime that we're fixated on wanting something, it's an indication that we're still living in lack. We're still living in oppression. I want it, I want it, I want it. When you come into desire and when you come into being, because desire is different than wanting, but that's a conversation and a teaching for another time. When you come out of wanting and you come into desire and being it, now transformation is occurring. You're in your authority. You're in your creational power. All right? When you feel your ancestors are being tough on you or you're being stubborn or you're not listening to them or you don't feel called to listen to them or you feel confused by them, it might be rightful what you're experiencing and your resistance to them or you're questioning them or you're not understanding them. It might be rightful. There might not be anything wrong. And that's because you're carrying new codes that they did not have access to and you're here to bring in newness into your lineage, to be the first, all right? Ancestors, again, cannot advise you on certain areas of life that they have not experienced. And because you are bringing in this new level, you get to access a new thing, and they get to access that new thing now through you. All this to say, because I've said a lot, I want you to be gentle with yourself as a pattern breaker, but truly, you're a pattern breaker to bring in the new, to step into your freedom, and to realize that you truly are a creational being. And if you happen to be a woman, you're a creational woman, right? Being a pattern breaker, a way shower, an access grantor, and a creational woman isn't about following your ancestors. It's about bringing in something new that benefits you and benefits generations to come forwards and back. Yes, I just said it, y'all, forwards and back. All right, 
I hope this episode has spoken to you. I hope it gives you so much clarity on the evolution of this work and what to expect. And if you're like, great, Ash, where you're at is beyond where I am. That's okay. All the recordings and all the work that I have done is available to you. Check the show notes, get on my email list, reach out, because everything that's been recorded is still there to teach you wherever you are in your path for your purpose. And just remember that like your pace is just right for you, okay? I'm just walking my path and I hope you do the same and that you do it with courage and compassion. I'm sending you lots of love wherever you are. Thank you for joining me in this episode of It's Still Happening. And don't forget, Presence in the Process is available for you if you're moving through a moment of transition and you want to learn how to do that with more trust in yourself, more self-care, more deep knowing, sign up, all right? And if you want to be held and guided as you up-level into being a creational woman and owning your power, check out the Elevating Woman Retreat. Okay, sending you lots of love. Talk to you later. Bye! That's a wrap for this episode of It's Still Happening. Thank you for listening in and being a part of my journey. It means so much to me. Here's what's next. I'd love to know what you got out of this episode, so leave a review about it before you go. And afterwards, make sure that you rate, subscribe if you aren't already, and share this podcast on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Ash Inspires. And if you'd like to connect on a deeper level, check out my website and hop on my email list. All the links you need are in the show notes. Until next time, may you continue walking your unique path of freedom with conviction, courage, and compassion. I'm sending you love wherever you are.